Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of Fire and Ice Sports. It is 2.07 on Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. As always, my name is Evan Smoke. I am your resident fire. I'm a second year at the University of Georgia. And about three hours southeast of me is Mr. Bryson Wheeler, a.k.a. the local ice. Now, Bryson, we are about 36 hours removed from what was probably the happiest moment of my life. Well, second happiest. I do have an amazing girlfriend. But with all that being said, um, I know it's a little painful to see what happened Monday night for you and your roommates, but just talk a little bit about that. Does someone have a trivia question before I can go on my rant that I've been wanting to go on my entire life? Um, Noah is actually not – well, both of them are not here. They're both at class. Noah actually might walk in any minute, and if he does, I'll get him on for a trivia question. But, yeah, I actually wanted to open that. Usually we – start off with basketball, but I was going to go ahead and start off on college football. And Georgia delivers their first national championship since 1980. The state of Georgia has a ton to cheer for right now. You know, you had the Braves about 70 days ago, and then Georgia brings this natty home. Big day for the whole state. Stetson Bennett looks really good. And you know, I kept saying it. He's not this great player, but he's good enough to win you the championship with that defense. And he showed out – Bryce Young struggled a little bit. The loss to Jameson Williams definitely hurt them, as you could tell. Having him and Mechie out, nobody really to throw to. Cameron Latou was their leading receiver, the tight end. But, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and let you talk about this one. Well, this moment was everything you could dream about. I mean, it, it, it was really something special to watch. Um, but, you know, during the game, and, you know, I'll just kind of go through a breakdown. Breakdown, we started that game, and, you know, you think, you know, the ref throws the bag down. It's considered a fumble on the field. We think it's a, you know, a, a ret- scoop and score opening play, you know, would have just changed the entire dynamic. But um, Bryce, Young, Bryce Young's arm was moving forward, so it was ruled incomplete pass. They'd go down and score a field goal. We would come down and match it, and then they would stretch the lead out to 9-3, to three. excuse me, and right before half. Uh, we would go nine to six. So your prediction of no touchdowns in the first quarter should have been the first half. Yeah. You were right on the money with that. Um, very low scoring, very field goal game. Um, but, you know, in the second half, we, you know, Georgia comes back, scores, goes up 13 to nine. Alabama then scores uh, nine straight points with a touchdown, missed two-point conversion and another field goal. And at that moment, um, that was right after the Stetson Bennett um, fumble. I'm still – I still have not made up my mind if it was a fumble or not. Every it new was a angle, fumble. Every new angle I see changes it. But, um, you know, I just – anyway, it's 18-13 to 13 now. And, you know, at that moment, I think this is it. This is, this is textbook Georgia, you know, to be in the game. Something doesn't go our way. You know, we make a bad error, and it's going to cost us. But lo and behold, we march right down the field. Alabama drops offsides. Stetson drops a beautiful ball to A.D. Mitchell with the quarter. You stop him, you get a touchdown for Brock Bowers, and then the moment, the moment, the crowding moment that will go down to Georgia history, that will be the Keeley Ringo 75-yard pick six. And we began the year with a pick six to beat Clemson, and we're going to end the year with a pick six to beat Bama in the national championship. And at that moment, I don't really remember much after because I, I blacked out of happiness, <laughs> you know. But that was my view on the game. Athens was a scene out of Project X. There was traffic cones getting thrown. There was dispensers getting thrown everywhere. People were Bills Mafia and porta potties. We were pushing back cop cars. I mean, it had, the arch. People were on top of the arch. I mean, it was chaos. But it was 
it was blissful. You know, everyone knew what we were here to do and we had done it. And it just, it felt so great to, you know, be finally at the top of the mountain after we've been so close so many years. Yeah. I'm going to say when it was 18 to 13 after the Stetson Bennett uh, fumble, I looked at my cousin Brandon. And I was like, most games, I never say a team lost the game. I always give credit to the winning team for winning the game. And, but I looked at him and I said, if y'all lose this game, it's because y'all lost it. Bama didn't win this because y'all definitely look like the better team in this matchup. You know, the first game in this SEC championship, y'all got kind of dominated. And I was like, wow, this Georgia team's not quite as good as we thought. But then we saw the team that we had seen for the other 13 games this year, this past uh, Monday. And, you know, people will argue if Jamison Williams plays, do they win it? Well, that doesn't matter. He didn't play. Georgia won it. So, I mean, that's just, you know, if he does play, yes, different game, but you can't look at it like that. You lost. Sorry. But, um, you know, Ajayi Hall, who I've been talking about for days on days, about hopefully having his breakout game. He does have two receptions for 52 yards, two pretty long catches, but he did have a lot of drops there. So did um, Treshawn Holden. He had a lot of late catches. He had a lot of drops. Ja'Cory Brooks didn't have quite the breakout game I thought it would be. None of these young players that I've been talking about having to step up as they had the whole year really stepped up outside Dallas Turner. I did call the two Dallas Turner sacks that he had. and But also on the defense side, Kool-Aid McKinstry had a really bad game. And those are just the things that I'd said had to happen for Bama to win. They had to have these young players step up with all these injuries out. And it just didn't happen. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it was an ugly game. I mean, Stetson loses the ball two or three times, you know, throughout the game. Now, we only have to give up one of them. But, you know, we had penalties on top of penalties on top of penalties in that first half. You know, you do – another thing that's underrated, I think, is the blocked field goal. I mean, the blocked field goal, you know, in that third quarter gives you momentum and allows you to go score, you know, later. You know, you pick off Bryce Young. You don't get any points off the first interception. That was – at that moment, I was like, this isn't good. This isn't going well. This, and like I said, when the Stetson Bennett fumble happened at that moment, I was like, I, that's it. That's when you're going to lose this game and we're going to come back and we're going to talk about that. Thankfully, we rallied, you know. We scored 20 points in the fourth quarter and we win by 15. Yeah, well, I'll tell you why Georgia won this game, and it was the red zone defense. I, mm-hmm. I said it about halftime. I said Bama can't keep settling for field goals. When you get down there, yes, a field goal is good every now and then, but you've got to punch in touchdowns. They only have one touchdown in. I'm not sure how many red zone trips, but I'd say they had at least five or six. Only get yeah. one touchdown that you won't win games like, especially in big moments like this. The Georgia defense stepped up. We saw a lot of pressure, a lot of blitzes like we had expected the first time around that we didn't see, and that was the great game plan. We saw Dan Lanning call a great game this time and not so much Todd Munkin. I mean, he called a good enough game to win, but Dan Lanning definitely stepped up this time around. Oh yeah, this this um the excuse me, what was I gonna say? That yeah, Munkin's play call, especially in the first half, was a bit of a head scratcher to us. I I don't understand why we didn't run the ball more. I mean, we were running on them. Like I mean, like not saying we were getting five eight yards a carry, but we were easily chipping away at the three to four. And if you get four yards every play, you win the game. You have 4.7 to carry. I'll definitely take that most of the time. And James uh, Cook, now I know he did have that long one, had 12.8 a carry and Zamir White 6.5 a carry. Yep. It just, you know, game – at a certain point, Georgia just stepped up and said, we're going to win this game, and we did. And that was that was a great moment. 
Yeah, and like I said, it was that defense that we've been talking about all year. You know, we had raved about this Bama offense. And while they're still phenomenal, this defense just stepped up. I understand without Williamson, without Mechie, without uh, Jace McClellan, without all the all the running backs that are out, it, it does hurt. But that's why I think they'll be much better next year. People were like, well, they're not going to be without Jameson, Williams, and Mechie. People don't understand the value of experience, especially in the SEC. These young wide receivers for Bama did not have the experience. They're very talented. Ajayi Hall, Ja'Cory Brooks, Treshawn Holden, very, very talented players. But they don't have this experience. And to throw them in in the national spotlight like this, that they just struggle. And that's, you know, expected against one of the best defenses we've ever seen. And that was the problem. Now, next year, I expect Bama to be right back in this game and probably win it. I think they're going to be much more experienced, much better team next year. But as for now, the trophy's in Athens. You got anything else on this game? No, I just I never want to stop talking about it. But eventually, we've got to move on, and I'll probably stop I'll... talking about it when the parade happens this weekend. <laughs> All right. Well, let's jump into the NFL real quick. And before before we get into our playoff predictions and stuff, I want to talk about two quick games real quick. And the first one is the Chiefs' defense struggled against the Broncos. And, you know, this Chiefs defense is one that we saw struggle at the beginning of the year, come alive midseason, and then have been struggling lately. And this is a cause for concern because it was against the Broncos, who are not a really good team. They finished 7-10. Yep. They give up 364 yards of offense and 24 points to the Broncos. If this defense keeps struggling like this, they might be in trouble and get an early upset in the playoffs. But what are your thoughts on them real quick? Yeah, Chiefs offense always does great, but the defense has some holes, especially against the Broncos. It's gonna be a gonna be a nice matchup, uh, you know, this weekend and Wild Card weekend to see if they can bounce back from that performance. All right, and the last game I want to talk about in predictions is the Raiders Chargers game. As we all know, everybody was hoping for a tie to see both teams jump into the playoffs, but you know, the Raiders with the last second field goal to kick the Chargers out of the playoffs. The I'm glad for Big Ben because, you know, it's his last ride. I like Big Ben. Not a real good player anymore, but do like him. He's done a lot for the sport. Glad to see him get one last run. Sorry we couldn't see Justin Herbert because I'm a huge Justin Herbert fan. But what were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I don't get why they kicked the field goal, but whatever they did. Starter's dreams are dashed once more. Feels like it happens every year in the last couple weeks. They're just right there but can't make it in. They'll go back to the drawing board, try to have a better season next year, and, you know, we'll get playoff Herbert eventually. Absolutely. All right, well, let's jump into some predictions real quick. And let's start in the We've got the Raiders, Bengals. Who you got? Cincinnati. Cincinnati comfortably, actually. I think this Bengals team's really good. Um, I do, too, but I think this game will be a little closer. This Raiders team can put up some points. And if we see Darren Waller step into this role again, and Hunter Infro, I think this offense can put up points, but I do have the Bengals as well. Yep. All right, the Patriots and Bills. I have the Bills. Um, I think Mac Jones is going to get a little rattled. I understand Belichick and his team have been there years and year and year. But I do like this Buffalo team. I think Josh Allen's going to have a great game. I think the second game, you know, that wasn't the snow game, was more, you know, re- how do I say this, you know, more – Revealing of the matchup than it actually was. I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Bills. Sorry, 
Yeah, I totally agree with that. I do think it will be closer as well as most people think. I've seen a lot of people projecting 10, 13-point games. I think it'll be more point range, but I do have the Bills as well. All right, Steelers-Chiefs. I have Chiefs very comfortably in this one. Who you got? Yeah, I got the Chiefs comfortably too. I don't think the Steelers are really that good. No, they have literally one of the worst offenses I've seen in such a long time, especially to make the playoffs. It's very good, but not enough to stop the Chiefs. All right, let's flip to the NFC. Cardinals-Rams, who you got? I want to take my boy Kyler Murray, but I think Matt Stafford and co. are going to win this game. I think that's going to be the next future. I agree. This and the next game that we'll pick are definitely the two best, in my opinion. I do have the Rams in a close one. In the next game, I'm still up in debate about who I'm picking. I'm about to flip my pick, actually. 49ers-Cowboys, who you got? I don't like it, but I'm taking Dallas. Well, I've been riding with the Cowboys for most of the uh, last week or so. I'm flipping my pick to the 49ers. They're just a really good matchup. And as I've been stating lately, a lot of the times when you get down to these really good teams, it's not who's the best team because the Cowboys are the best team out of the two, in my opinion. It's how do you match up. And the 49ers match up really well with them. They can stop the run. And they they should be able to run just about all over the Cowboys. So I think it's just a bad matchup for the Cowboys. I've got the 49ers in a very close one. And the last I one, what'd you say? I said, I hope they win. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, we got the Eagles and the Buccaneers. Who you got? Got to take Tampa, Tampa Brady, baby. Got to take them. Absolutely. I agree. I, I've got them. Probably not quite as big as people think. I have about an 8-10 to 10 point game. I do think yeah. the Eagles will be able to score some because the Buccaneers this seem to play a little down to their competition. And without A.B. and Chris Godwin, I think their offense is really going to struggle at times. But I do have them winning. Do you have anything else on the NFL or the playoffs or anything before we jump into some basketball? Who do you have winning the Super Bowl right now? If I had to pick right now, I'm still rolling with the Kansas City Chiefs. I know that they have not been playing the best ball right now. The obvious choice pretty much right now seems like the Packers. But I think that the Chiefs, you know, they've been there. They've won it. Patrick Mahomes most of the time is the best quarterback in football. The offense is really explosive. I think the defense and Steve Spagnuolo will figure it out a little bit and will become – I mean, I like their path to the playoffs. I mean, to the Super Bowl. I like them beating the Steelers. I like them beating the Titans. And then, you know, whether it's the Bills, Bengals, whoever from the top, I, I like the matchup there. I think they're just about a lot to go to the Super Bowl. Can they get over the hump with the against Aaron Rodgers or or Tom Brady, whoever makes it from that side? I think so. Who do you have? Yeah, I'd probably have the Chiefs. You know, not happy about it. I would probably take the Chiefs. I would really like to see a Bills versus Rams Super Bowl. I think that would be a lot of fun. But I don't think we're going to get that. So, I guess I'm going to take the Chiefs over the Bucks. Yeah, and I'm really excited for this playoff, though, because, I mean, you could have the Buccaneers. You could have the Packers. You could have the Rams. You could have the Chiefs, the Titans. I out of those five, I think you're going to have your Super Bowl winner. Somebody else could look up, though. You never know. This – this year's playoffs is pretty much wide open. Anyone can win it just about outside of probably the Steelers, the Eagles, and the Raiders and Patriots. I guess even the Patriots could. I mean, they win uh, it every Patriots year. That, got hot. 
They yeah, could win. Uh, Nick Saban lost in the uh, the national championship, and every year he does that, the Patriots win it. So watch out there. No, but I agree. Let's go ahead and jump into some basketball. Last night, Noah Hall was electric in here. He, he loves Auburn basketball. And Auburn had a really good win over Alabama. It was the Iron Bowl of basketball. Um, Bama struggled from three once again. They live and die by this three ball. They were seven for 31 from three. Shackleford and Quinterly were a combined four of 18. If they're not hitting, they're not going to win games. And that's what me and Noah were talking about last night. They're going to be such a hard team to predict in March because they, if they get hot, they could win it all. When they're making their threes, they're one of the best, if not the best team in the country. But when they're cold, it, it's bad for them, and they could have a first-round exit in the turn if they keep shooting like they are right now. But Walker Kessler goes out early for Auburn with some foul trouble, only finishes with two points, two rebounds. So for them to win this game, that was huge with him out most of the game. Jabari Smith has an amazing game, 25 points, seven rebounds. Flanagan, uh, K.J. Johnson, games. Wendell Green off the bench, he's been very good for Auburn lately, has 19 points. But what were your thoughts on this one as Auburn wins by four? It just proves to me that K.D. Johnson should have stayed at Georgia more and more. I mean, that kid's been electric for the, you know, the Tigers over there. He's had a great team, great performance so far, you know, Happy for Auburn basketball, you know, getting over the versus Alabama, you know, going to be able to have a great year, you know, needed a little bounce back after the football season. But, hey, they're doing good over there on the Plains now. They're, they should be a top ten team pretty soon. Uh, well, they are ranked four. Yeah, they're right. I'm sorry. I yes. thought about – I was thinking of Alabama, yeah. And with Baylor losing, they might jump them. Yeah. The next game I want to talk about, Texas Tech takes down Baylor to give Baylor their first loss of the season. This Texas Tech team is always a really good – especially at home. Now, they weren't at home in this one, but anytime Texas Tech is that, it's a dangerous team. They play really good defense. That Kevin O'Bell, a star of March Madness last year for Texas Tech, played a really good game, had 13-4. and four. You know, it's a defensive battle. 65-62 was the final score. But Baylor – Looks like one of the best teams, if not the best team in the country. Takes Tech takes them down. I wouldn't really worry much about it if I'm a Baylor fan. But what were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, big win by Texas Tech. They're always a killer, you know, kind of like NC State is in football. But, you know, great performance by Coach Beard and his team. You know, Baylor, you know, coming off the national championship, was undefeated, served as their first loss. Got to get that out of their head. Got to have that rearview mirror vision. And they got to get back on the court, you know, whether that's tonight or tomorrow, and get back to playing their type of basketball. And the last thing that I want to talk about in college basketball is LSU. And in even last podcast ago, I said if they struggle these next couple weeks in SEC play, they could be knocked out of contention immediately in the SEC. And they lost to Auburn to open up. But then they had really good wins over Kentucky this week. But it still continues the gauntlet for them. They have Florida tonight. They have Arkansas Saturday, Alabama and Tennessee next week, A&M and TCU after that. And A&M and TCU both only have two losses. So, But I know they're both good teams. This gauntlet for LSU is really hard coming up, and they need to continue to keep playing this good ball. And they may be SEC contender if they keep this up. But what were your thoughts on this team? 
Yeah, absolutely. If they can, if they can continue the two and one every week, I mean, if they can go two and one for the next three weeks, give them a trophy, man. Like, I mean, that that would be a win in itself, you know, to go through this gauntlet and only get like three losses out of it. Yeah, they're playing good ball right now with these two big wins, and they need to continue. And I think they probably do against my Florida Gators because my Gators have been struggling. Mike White is a awful coach; needs to be fired. Go ahead and get him out. Because this team is way too talented to be doing what they're doing. Just some terrible they've had. I expect LSU to roll tonight. But let's jump into the NBA. And the first thing I want to talk about was Clay. The Warriors get back Clay Thompson. Huge get for them. One of the best teams in the NBA already gets one of the best players in the NBA back. One of the best shooters, if not the best that we've seen. But uh, what what are your thoughts and what will this do to boost this team? Yeah, Clay's return was huge, not only for himself, but just for the program and the entire Bear. It's huge for the NBA, man. You know, to get him back on the court, to get him re-believing and restarting, it's just something that, you know, it's awesome to see. You know, great return, but it's just only going to make the Warriors even more dangerous. I just – I can't wait to see the full potential of this team because it could be scary good. Absolutely. And, you know, I told them the other night because Noah and Jackson were, you know, oh, he's about to drop 30. I was like, guys, just relax. He's It's going to take some time. He's not going to play too many minutes tonight. Give him a little time to get back in shape. And he looked really good. I'm pretty sure he had 17 points in 13 minutes. Yep. But just keep expecting those numbers to keep going up and up. And this Warriors team is going to be right there at the end. But let's talk about your Hawks for a little bit. Give us a rundown on them. I don't even want to. We're just so bad, man. I don't understand. I mean, COVID decimated us for that three-week period. And, you know, DeAndre Hunter is still hurt, you know. But it's just, it's just bad, man. I don't even – I don't – I think we're like 13th in the East or so. It's it's not good. I mean, Trey dropping 56 points and we're losing. I mean, he just broke a streak of 25 straight – I mean, of excuse me, 19 straight 25-point games or more. It's, it's not a good time to be a Hawks fan, but, hey – sacrifices had to be made for Monday night. If we miss the playoffs, I've had enough happiness for one year. Yeah, the Hawks and Falcons got sacrificed, I think, this year. But I have one more question for you, and I don't, I haven't been watching the Hawks too much this year. Don't follow the NBA too much, but I do have two questions. Okay. What do you think about Cam Reddish and John Collins? Will they be traded? Because I've been hearing a lot of talks about them getting traded. <sighs> I think John Collins, we would have to get a really good deal for A, for someone to go take that big contract and B, for him to just, for us to give up on him, you know, three months, have your deal. Not saying it's out of the question. I think, um, I really think, you you know, you'd have to get a marquee piece to let go of John Collins. And on the Cam Reddish side, as much as I don't want to, because I think Hunter, you know, with him being so injury prone, we don't need to let go of, you know, Reddish because he's kind of like a security blanket. I do think he's going to get traded. I'm not sure why. I don't like the move. I think he's a really good bench piece and could become a starter, you know, in the future. But it is what it is. His, his, his value is high, so we should be able to return a little bit more than we would have at the beginning of the year or this offseason. But would be sad to see him go. Don't understand why we're trying to trade him so much, but I, I do expect him to be gone by the deadline. All right. Well, do you have anything else in the NBA you want to touch on? I do not. All right. Well, do you have a bold prediction for anything coming up? Um, let's see. I'll go ahead and hit mine while you're thinking. Okay. And I 
is way down the road, but I just came out with my early predictions for next season, or like my top 25 for next season. And I have Utah ranked at, as my number four team, and I think they actually make the playoffs. That's my bold prediction, Utah in the playoffs next year. This defense for them is really, really good, and have Mumad Diabate, uh, Florida, the transfer. They return, I'm pretty sure it's 10 of, 10 of 11 starters on defense. So plug him in, you practically return your whole defense because he's going to be a stud. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Tavion Thomas had an absolute great year running back. Pretty sure it was 1,200 yards and 21 touchdowns. Cam Rising at quarterback is going to be a good player for them. Can he be good enough to make it make it to the playoffs? We're going to figure out. I think they get, they're going to win the Pac-12 and make the playoffs. I think they beat my Florida Gators week one pretty handily, actually, and I've got them in the playoffs. That's my prediction. All right. Old prediction. All right, here we go. College basketball, college basketball, college basketball. Or NFL. Yeah, or NFL. Um, all right, I got it. I got it. Bengals make a run all the way to the Super Bowl, yet they lose. Okay. I like it. And, you know, that'd be really big for Joe Burrow in his young career. He's came along really solid the last few games. I wouldn't count it out. I don't know how – you know, they did beat just beat the Chiefs. But I think their team, I definitely have would have them winning in a rematch. But I could see it's not out of the picture. Hey, the last time a Bengals quarterback tore his ACL in his first year with the team, the second year he led them to the Super Bowl. So – Interesting. I like the history, history will repeat itself. All right. Well, words. Um, go damn dogs, man. That's just oh, I'm still not over that game. Well, go Braves, go Hawks, go Falcons. 